Radio Raheem with Leonard Ellerby. We're here at the Staples Center, not just hosting uh, tonight's Sean Porter and Errol Spence fight, but right now hosting a press conference for the rematch between Wilder and Ortiz. It's a really entertaining fight the first time. What do you expect from the second time? Will anything be different? Do you, is, have you learned anything about these fighters since the first matchup? Yes, I, I know that this fight here is a very dangerous fight for both guys. Um, and that's why you got to commend um, Deontay Wilder for asking for this. I, I mean, you, you know, when you look at Luis Ortiz, uh, he's the kind of guy, he's a veteran that he has a tremendous skill set. Nobody's looking to raise their hand to fight that kind of guy, you know. Um, and that's why I commend Deontay. He wants to, uh, to kind of answer some questions um, that you guys had from the first fight. Um, it was a very competitive fight um, from the Ortiz perspective. He saw that he had some success, you know, in the fight, and, and he's looking to go back to that. You know, um, I know Wilder has improved from, from that last fight, and it's going to be a terrific fight. It's going gonna, it's gonna to be a great fight. You're right in that that fight was exciting. There was a moment. It felt like maybe Ortiz could pull it off. But it ended definitively. There's no, there's no debate when the fight was over who'd won. That's not quite as true for the Tyson Fury and Wilder fight. It's unusual, I think, for a fighter to put two fights in front of him, both very difficult, both like re-facing adversity, really. We already know that. Do you feel like that second Fury fight is a greater challenge this time for him? And as a matchmaker, how did you feel when he came to you and said, Yo, let's do both ahead of time. No matter what happens on the landscape, these are the two fights I want next. Well, he's in a very dangerous fight come November 23rd. I, I, I really am not comfortable speaking on anything beyond that because, again, you, you have a guy that's coming to get his ass out of there on November 23rd. Uh, Ortiz has been in there with him. He knows what it's like. He's very motivated, excited. And he has said, and he just said it again, I'm getting ready to fuck all these plans up. He said, they talking about Tyson Fury and, and Wilder in a rematch. He said, I'm fucking all that up. So, I mean, that's what his plan is. And come November 23rd, we're going to see what he's going to do. <laughs> Radio right here with Leonard Ellerby. Radio Raheem with Leonard Ellerby. We're here at the Staples Center. Turn our attention uh, to Devonta Davis. I know one of your favorite stars that you're working with. Uh, the, that smaller division, I mean, in, in weight and stature-wise, is getting a lot of attention, which is sometimes hard for them to get. Uh, where do you think his, his path, where planning futures, gets him to separate from the other stars in that division, like to step away from and be maybe that calling card star? He already is. What are you talking about? Name, name one of the top guys out there who ain't calling his name. Right, but they're all calling each other's name. So one, no, somebody's no, got to no. separate from there's the herd. One, there's one common name out there, 26, 30, and 35, that everybody's calling. One name. 
okay. I mean, there's there's Devin Haney. There's Lomachenko. No, 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 no. Even Ryan Garcia. No, 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 no. And and I'm and and no disrespect to any of these fighters, but I'm just just being totally honest with you. It's like Tank Davis is a ticket seller. He's he's a rising star in the sport. People know him outside of boxing. When Tank fights, he sells events out. A lot of these other younger fighters, and it has nothing to do with their skill set and them not being excellent young fighters, but they're not, they, they, don't, they don't bring that to the table as of yet. Because they're young, they, they're young, and they, they gotta get to that, that point. You know, some of these young fighters, you see them, they fight in venues that 3,000 people, and it's 1,500, 2,000 people in there. You, you know what I'm saying? And it's like, it's no fault to any of the fighters, um, but it's just where they are in their careers. And it's a process. That's why I'm saying that sometimes you, you can't put these young fighters, anoint them as being the next. And, and I'm, saying, I'm saying that about Javante because the proof is in the pudding. He put asses in the seat, regardless of who, who he's fighting. You guys have cri criticized some of his opponents in the past and, and you know, et cetera. But guess what? He's selling out everywhere he goes because guess what? Everybody wants to see him. But you would agree that it's not a uh, an agreed upon uh, position that Javante Davis is the best amongst the 35, 30, and 26 pounders. I mean, that's, that's my opinion. But this is your opinion. But, that's, but that, it's arguable. It's arguable. I'm not saying it's not arguable, but I don't really give a fuck what anybody else thinks. That's my opinion. So how do? <laughs> but but it, but it matters what other people think to a degree. If he's going to be the, the the head and shoulders above star, doesn't he have to beat these guys to prove he's the best? Which that's what I'm talking about. That comes. Wise. That comes in time. He can't fight everybody all at the same time. This is what I'm saying. He he has proven already. He is that name. He is that guy out there. He he's that guy. And and you know that you name one guy that every fighter out there can make the most money with. Okay. Name every top guy. And who do they make the most money with? Okay, I can't. I don't know, no. But I'll take your word for that. Like, okay, so that being the case, you, 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 you. you I don't know. I don't know. I don't know the numbers. I'll admit that I am. I don't know everybody's checks or what everybody's getting to fight who or how. You know what I mean? But I understand and take you at your word that certainly he's a top. He's in the top level. That's why I'm asking the question. We, he's we, one of those we, okay, guys. For, for an example, again, it's 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 name recognition, um, uh, star power, and. Um, that's where he's at. That, that's where he, he's tank is that guy. Whether you like it or not, you gotta come see him. You 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 want? Why do you think these young fighters are calling his name out? Because Javante Davis represents the biggest payday out there for anybody at any of these young fighters, older fighters, whatever who look at, who moving up from 26 to 30, from 30 to. What win would you think gives him the most credibility? He's got. Let's let's assume he's got the most money or is the most bankable, but. Everybody has a pound-for-pound pound list. Everybody in boxing cares who's the I don't best really at what care. I, don't, I don't really care. I'm not a big fan of the pound-for-pound pound list. I'm, I'm, I'm a big fan of the pound-for-pound the, the pound bank accounts. Okay. And, again, the legacy part of that, too, being the best and beating the best guys out there. But why not do both? Of all these talented guys, which one would you think gives Javante Davis the best fight? What's the best, the toughest competition out there for him? Javante Davis. Fighting himself? He's, he's, he's his toughest opponent. How do you mean that? Because if Javante Davis continues to do the things that he needs to do, he's, he's, 
Watch. You, you'll see. You'll see. Again, we went to 35. We want the smoke. We, That's we, what I'm getting. Okay. We, 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 didn't, we didn't go down a division. We go into the work. They say that's where the work is? Okay, that's where we want to go. Yeah, there we go. Radio Raheem with Leonard Ellerby. Always a pleasure to talk to you, man. My dude. Yes, <laughs> it's been fun. We'll have to do this again oh, soon. Yeah, yeah. Radio Raheem with Leonard Ellerby. This is Andy Peroff, Boxing Social in association with Betfred. I'm joined by the machine, Anthony Fowler, Mr. CBD, as Eddie Earns kind of pointed you out up on stage. Yeah. <laughs> Anthony, how are you doing? Yeah, I'm good, thanks, mate. You? I'm all good, thank you. Obviously, good to hear you're doing well yourself. Back in action on these big cards. How does you feel to back in Liverpool once again? Yeah, obviously, it's the best place for me to fight. It's a standard over for me, innit? so no travelling. I get to fight for my home crowd. All my family can make it, so it's, um, it's nice. Obviously, you haven't had an opponent announced as of yet, but what have kind of early discussions or conversations with Eddie and your management team indicated towards? I don't know. I've obviously I've said a few names today, even though he's like, shut up. We had we had, this, we had sorted, so <laughs> I'm just gonna leave it to them. And um, whoever I fight, I fight. I fight anyone. I've proven that. And um, whoever they fight me, they'll be ready for the fight. Eddie said on stage you're gonna be stepping back down to 154. How long do you see yourself sticking around at that weight? So as long as I want to, to be honest, it's not like a mad struggle and as long as I'm disciplined with my diet and all that, there's no reason to move up. I can, I can make it as long as I, as I want really, but eventually we will move up when I've achieved what I want to achieve at 154. Obviously last time out you fought Brian Rose at 160. Is there that temptation maybe to float in between the weights until maybe the right opportunity comes to yourself? Yeah, well that, I think Dave and Eddie but I have saying to me you can, just, you can but I was like nah I want to be disciplined I want to make the 154 I want to get used to it like most fighters probably say you know what I'll do 157 because it's a lot easier that, that last three pounds hard but I want to um, keep doing it so I get used to it and then keep me disciplined I mean how, how have you found your career in, with regards to trying to motivate yourself since the loss to Scott Fitzgerald what have you found different with regards to your preparations if anything, it's given me more motivation. If, any, if anything, and um, I'm just a lot more of a smarter fighter now. I'm aware that I can go the full distance. Where early on, everyone I was hitting was just hitting the floor, and they weren't like mugs. They were all durable kids, and I was stopping them all. So you get a bit carried away, thinking you can just knock everyone out. Which, as you get a bit older, you learn that people are tough, people are hungry as well, and you've got to be a bit more sensible. I know how keen you are for that rematch. How long do you think it will be until you will get that opportunity to face Scott once again? And um, hopefully he beats Cheese when I win November. Hopefully we fight in February, March next year. That, that's all I want, but it's down to him, isn't it? I, I would have boxed him next fight, so we, we'll see when he wants to fight me. Do you see yourself still fighting, say, if, even if Ted was to beat Scott? Do you see yourself still fighting Scott in a rematch? I'd want him, you know what I mean? I'd want him, but I, I could fight Ted first, then, then defend against Scott. It's whatever my team want me to do, whatever Dave says, basically, I'm, I'm easy, me, but... They know what's best for me. They're guarding my career. I'm just doing the fighting. What are your thoughts on Cheeseman Fitzgerald? I think the style, the style should gel nicely. I think if it, I think if Scott lands the way Keaton Conway does, I think Scott should knock him out eventually. But we'll see. 
And obviously, just to go back to this card, the headline fight, Callum Smith versus John Ryder. What are your thoughts on that one? I don't think it'll be much of a challenge for Callum. I don't want to disrespect John, but Callum's a different level, I think. I mean, so this past weekend, we saw Errol Spence defeat Sean Porter with a split decision victory. Did you catch a fight, Anthony? Yeah, yeah unbelievable, mate. Um, what a fight that was. Like, I, I thought Porter was, was going to win at one point, but Spence invested a lot of ammo to the body, and towards the end of the fight, Porter slowed just that little bit, and then that's when he clipped him. But um, Spence is some fighter. It was obviously a split decision victory, as I've mentioned, but how did you score the fight? I actually had a 115, 1-1-3. I think that knockdown was key. Yeah. Going for the knockdown, and Porter would have finished the last two rounds a bit better. I think Porter might have got it, or a draw. And obviously on that undercard, David Benavidez stopping Anthony Durrell up at Callum's weight, super midweight, picking up that WBC total. What was your thoughts on that one as well, Anthony? Yeah, I, you know what, I did watch the whole fight. I've seen highlights, and I've seen that, that horrible jab that cut his eye. I think Callum beat him. He's only 22, that, that kid, which is unbelievable. But I think at this moment in time, Callum beats him. And also, when you get your opinions on Nigel Ben's return facing Saki Obika, your thoughts on Nigel's decision to return, Anthony? Listen, I'm a massive fan of Nigel. I speak to Conor all the time, the proper good people. And um, it's nothing to do with me, isn't it, obviously, but at 55, mate, it's you're worried about your health. You're and he's such a dangerous fact there. That peak is horrible, mate. Like, it's a horrible style. So I just hope that um, Ben comes through it safely. Well, Anthony Fowler, as always, I appreciate your time. Thanks for speaking to myself and Boxing Social. Thanks a lot, mate. Thank you very much. Andrew McCart, IFL TV, in association with MTK Global. I'm here in Liverpool, ahead of Carl Smith versus John Ryder, but with me, with the big man himself, David Price. I mean, at the press conference, you spoke about how more confident you are after the Dave Allen fight. I mean, what can we see? What kind of David Price are we going to see on November 23rd? Um, I'm just going to enjoy it like I did, like I did the last fight, and, and you know. I think I give myself the blueprint in the preparations for my last fight of how to how to go about my business in the build-up to the fight, um, how to prepare mentally and physically. I think I got everything right, and then it's just a matter of adapting to the, to the opponents with with the tactics and the strategy. But you know, like I said, I'm enjoying it again. I'm looking forward to going to the gym. There's a great vibe in the gym amongst the lads. You know, the, the, it's, a, it's a young team. There's a lot of good energy. Um, so you know, I'm expecting to build on the performance. You know, I, I, I want to look good again. I mean, the the priority is to get the results, but you know, in, in this game, it's always good to look good as well. So, but I just want to keep keep winning, keep sorting them wins up, and then I'm sure I'm sure the big one will come, which would be the biggest fight of my career. You know, I'll get a big big opportunity. What kind of opponent are we hoping for on November 23rd? I mean, Dave Allen was a good, obviously, mm -hmm. good name, big name for you. Yeah. Back out in I think it was July. Or yeah. Like that. What kind of opponent can we expect? Do you know what I asked Eddie before, and he said he's going to get a list over 20k. But um, I'm, I, you know, you, you, you definitely want something you can get me teeth into. That's for sure. I don't. I think the days where you, you get a knockover job to come in and you know they, they look out of shape, they are out of shape, and, you, and, it, and it's a it's a 60 second job. They're long gone. Every time I fought on a matchroom show, Eddie's made sure that he's put something in front of me, um, which he'll, which you know, obviously. Get me, get me up for it, and bring the best out of myself. And and, I, and I'll demand that myself as well. You know, I want, I want to keep progressing. I don't want to stand still. It's too, too late in the game for that for me. 
You mentioned the big names here. Like obviously, we know the top four, top five, maybe on the division. How many fights are you away from this? Then you think maybe a couple more fights, yeah. like what you face, Dave Allen, sort of names going forward. I, I, I couldn't tell you. Do you know one of the things I haven't done is sat down and. and Look through the list of every week and go right. I want to fight him. I want to fight him because the position, the position I feel like I'm in is that if they want, if they're looking for a dance partner, pick up the phone and and you know if it's the right fight for me and and I see it as risk reward, you know, compatible. I'll take I'll take the fight. I've been offered big fights since the Dave Allen fight, but they haven't been right for me at this time, in my opinion. So it uh, you know it would take smaller steps and then. I think yeah, two or three fights. The thing is with the, the top names, if they don't fight each other, they need to fight someone else. And I want to go into that category if there's someone else. Yeah, 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 yeah. But that, but mm, of course, yeah. But but like I said, if, if I keep winning, you know, I, I'll have um, you know, I'll have credibility in my own right uh, and. It won't just be picking someone out to come in as the opponent. I can, I, I'd be bringing something to the table as well, if you know what I mean. Not wouldn't just be getting an opportunity given to me. I'd, I'd, I'd could say, well, look, I've won my last six fights. I'm, I'm in a great run of form. That, that, that's what I'd be talking about at that stage. But, uh, but for now, it's a matter of taking one fight at a time and, and keep winning. ジョーダンはもうね、ジョーダンはもうね、ジョーダンはもうね、ジョーダンはもうね、ジョーダンはもうね、ジョーダンはもうね、ジョーダンはもうね、ジョーダンはもうね、ジョーダンはもうね、
Fraser Clark had boxed his head off for three, three minute rounds, I think. Um, you know, the, the Russians and everyone else who, who were fighting at that higher intensity for a shorter period. He's too long in the tooth to go back and do three threes at a high pace, I think. But, you know, it, it's interesting. It's madness. No, I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't do it because I'd, I'd, I'd same same reason. I'd go and probably could probably get beat, you know, by by an amateur. And and how does that look? But um, and it's because it's that far gone. Your, your whole energy system towards fighting's changed for the longer rounds and everything else. But uh, I, I, and I've done the Olympics, haven't I? Where is it? The next Olympics, Tokyo. Tokyo, yeah. No, I wouldn't do it. I wouldn't do it, no. For Fraser Class going to win the gold, isn't he, for England, uh, for Great Britain anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Eddie was still called the Echo. I said, I said at the first press conference, the hardest part for everyone is to stop calling it the Echo, and then six months later, Eddie's like, yeah, and the Echo, the Echo, this. It's just, it's just stuck, isn't it? What can the fans expect? What can you, what can the fans expect from you going into this fight? Will you say your confidence is yeah. high nowadays? Yeah. Um, I don't know, to be honest. I mean, they can expect a good performance, but you know, I think on me day, I'm one of the most skillful heavyweights out there, um, technical wise, and I'm well schooled. You won't find many better than me. So. I'll put that together and see if people enjoy it and appreciate it and hopefully I'll get a knockout when to, to boot to put the ice on the cake but um, I think it's an exercise in itself for me fighting at the arena because I'm going to have all the locals there, all, all my family and friends and you get that energy at the, at the side of the ring and, and, and the atmosphere I'm looking forward to keeping cool during that and using it as an exercise but um, you know, we'll see who's in front of me as well because you know, uh, um, could be, a, could be a real tough night for me, so either way, as long as I win, whether I get rounds in, whether I knock someone out, it's win-win. I won't keep you much longer because my shoulder's absolutely killing me with this camera, but yeah, yeah. thanks for watching this video. Yeah. Thank you, mate. Thank you very much. Cheers. Raheem with Leonard Ellerby. We're here at the Staples Center. We saw a guy who effed some plans up pretty good just a couple months ago in Andy Ruiz. Oh, yeah, yeah. We saw Joshua go down unexpectedly. Huge upset. People argue maybe one of the biggest upsets ever. When you saw that fight, what was your initial reaction? I knew it was going to happen. Knew it was going to happen. And anybody close to my inner circle will tell you that. I mean, I've been a big Andy Ruiz fan. Um, if I Actually, we had just co-promoted the fight April the 20th because he fought on the undercard of Danny and, um, and Granados. Yeah. So, you know, I was sitting right there. I was sitting right there in the corral. I saw firsthand what he did to the uh, tall Russian Dementia. How you say his name? Yeah. yeah. We won't yeah. blow that yeah, name yeah, right yeah, now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but um, I've always been a big fan of Andy Ruiz. Um, you know, he, he's, he has a tremendous skill set, fast hands, you know, uh, He's been in the game for a long time. Been in the game for a long time. And I fully expect it to be a repeat of what happened uh, earlier this year in, the, in their rematch. In a way, was it a disappointment that now, even if Wilder and Joshua, if, if, if it's not a repeat, and Wilder and Joshua get together, 
is it take away from the potency of that fight now that Joshua's lost? Uh, you know, some people think Wilder lost to uh, Fury. Yeah, well, I mean, this is heavyweight boxing. I mean, you know, any, anything happens. Um, you, you know, it was, it was a very dangerous fight for Joshua to take. That's why I was, I was blown away. It was like, who would be that fucking stupid to put his kid in with someone like Andy Ruiz who had just come off of a fight? Who had just come off of a fight? You know, it's like, what are you thinking? But again, you know, this is what happens in the sport of the wonderful sport of boxing. You know, they try to put it on other things, but again, that's not the reason why that fight was made. That's not the reason why that fight was made. When you say, what do you think? You mean, was Joshua thinking or was Eddie thinking? Both of them. I mean, that was an accident. It was a train wreck waiting to happen. Train wreck waiting to happen. And it's the same thing's gonna happen in the rematch. What's gonna be any different? What, what's, what's gonna be any different? He gonna, he gonna come out strong. He gonna come out strong for the first few rounds. Gonna come out strong. And, and, and again, let me, let me preface this by saying, I think Andy Joshua is a very good fighter. I just think Andy Ruiz is a better fighter. Radio Raw here with Leonard Ellerby.